Welcome to Catholic Kettlebells. I'm your host, Brianna, from briannag.com. Catholic Kettlebells is for you, the busy working mom that's trying to be healthy and strong, but find yourself wondering, am I doing this right? I want the best for you, so any advice I may give is not a substitute for professional help. If you struggle with eating or exercise disorders, depression, diabetes, mortal sin, or any other medical or mental issue, please seek professional guidance for your unique situation from a doctor, priest, or other licensed professional. Join me now to see how your faith ties into exercise, get a lot of hope, and stop hating yourself. A busy working mom, I'm going to start off this podcast with a story. I was at work, and I was taking my lunch break, and we had some uh, contractors who were in our building for some time, and as they worked there, we got to know each other. So we talked about our families and, you know, that, that whole bit. So one day, this uh, lady told me that she had a teenager, and her teenager was obese, largely overweight, and her mother, who was working with me, was very concerned. And she knew I had a blog at the time and that it was focused on being healthy, staying healthy, how to get healthy. And, you know, as moms, we model health for our children. And she was telling me how it was very difficult for her because her 16-year-old daughter only wants to eat pizza. She's not open to eating homemade pizza. She doesn't want alternative pizza toppings that are healthier. She doesn't want that stuff. She wants the fast food restaurant food. So she wants the quote unquote good pizza that is delivered to your house from, I'm assuming, large pizza chains. And she tells her that she cannot have pizza again because she's already had it twice that week. So her 16-year-old daughter begins to cry. And she's telling me, Brianna, I don't know what to do. My daughter is crying. I don't want to keep giving her this food that is hurting her body. Her 16-year-old was much larger than her. These are the mother's words. I've never, to this day, I've never met the daughter. Um, This woman no longer works where I work. Um, So I, to this day, have no idea what her daughter looked like then or what she looks like today. I I do hope that she is healthy and happy. Uh, But her mother was telling me this that her daughter, her 16-year-old, is much bigger than her. And she does not want her daughter to continue down this path. She said that her daughter's obesity is already causing health problems. We did not go into detail about these health problems, but her mother was saying, I know it's unhealthy. I know she's gotten to a point to where her health is now being compromised. And if she continues down this road, I don't even want to think about the health problems um, or what this could mean for my daughter, who is still 
oh, so very young and still has all of her life to live. What I really want to focus on now is how did this girl get to that point? How did this family find themselves in that situation to where a 16-year-old is crying because they can't have this certain type of food over and over and over again. Well, first, let's talk about some facts, and then we'll look at some solutions, regardless if you have a child or a teenager, or even if this is you yourself. Um, it just really tugs at my heart. I think there's so much more than just, oh, how this person looks physically. They're just physically overweight. I think the fact that this uh, girl is crying over this type of food says so much more than what is on the surface. Um, so I did a little bit of research, and this is all in efforts to either help you get out of that situation if that's where you find yourself, uh, and also if you are not in that situation, I'm really, really talking to you how to avoid this situation, how to avoid having your child cry over unhealthy food when, um, it, it, especially if they're already unhealthy. So whether they, whether you think they are overweight or not um, is irrelevant. Crying over unhealthy food um, I think there's a deeper issue there. And so I, I just want you, me, I have small children, to avoid this situation. So let, let's look at some things. Um, I went to the mayoclinic.org. And if you go to the overview for childhood, childhood, childhood obesity, the very, very first sentence that you are going to find there says this. And I'm quote, quoting it. You can go and check it out for yourself. Again, this is um, themayoclinic.org. And the very first sentence says, childhood obesity is a serious medical condition that affects children and adolescents. Children who are obese are above the normal weight for their age and height. Childhood obesity is particularly troubling because the extra pounds often start children on the path to health problems that were once considered adult problems. Diabetes, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol, end quote. Oh man, there's just so much here. I'm gonna try to keep all of this very brief. I can tell you right now, we are going to have very, um, not very, several. We're going to have several episodes on, um, on this topic. There's so many ways to approach it. There's so many uh, factors that go into play. There's no way I could po uh, possibly factor in all of those different things, different circumstances. I mean, you can come at this issue from so many different angles, but in the spirit of just getting our feet wet, we're just going to brush on the surface, okay? So what I also want to add in here from mayoclinic.org, it says that the child is likely to be obese, to become an, an obese adult if one or both parents are obese. 
And again, I have said this in other podcast episodes that you, you mom are the model of health, whether you like it or not. This is just the hard truth. This is just coming out from a place of love, of concern. You and I are the model of health, whether we're actually healthy or not. How we live our lives is modeling that to our children. You are modeling to your kids how to live their adult lives. And this is true from faith, uh, your work ethic, health, everything. Whether we want to take responsibility for it or not, we are modeling everything to our children. Again, I am not saying this to put all the blame on you. Not at all. I just want to bring to light things that are real, things that can sneak up on us. I think this sneaks up on us. That woman that I worked with, that her 16-year-old is crying over pizza because she can't have it for the third time, I think that snuck up on them because, I mean, you are a great parent. You are busting butt. You are doing everything that you can, everything that is in your power to do everything right. We as modern women, we do so much more than women ever did. I really believe that one. So I think that childhood obesity is something that can sneak up even on the, you can't see these air quotes that I'm doing with my fingers, but that's what I'm doing. This can sneak up even on the healthiest people. So don't think I'm blaming you for all of this because I am certainly not. I just want to bring it to your attention so that it doesn't sneak up on you, okay? So let me throw a little something else in there. When our daughter was, I'm going to say a toddler. Yeah, she was a toddler. Um, you know, people want to be nice, whether it's like friends or neighbors, or family, grandparents. I think grandparents do this a lot. Um, they're excited to see your kids. They love your kids, and they want to give them a little token of love. And what is common for us here in America? Oh, have a piece of candy. Look, I got you this lollipop. And oh, what do I, what does grandpa have in his pocket? Oh, he's got, you know, um, I already said candy and a lollipop. He's got a chocolate, yeah, something. Okay, and this is coming from a place of love. They want to give your child a token of affection, you know, without breaking the bank. So candy, sugary treats, these are all small, simple ways that we do this. It's part of our culture, and it's a very nice, thoughtful thing to do. However, how often is this happening? If it's once in a blue moon, okay. But if you're finding yourselves at birthday parties and then grandparents come over and bring stuff and then you go visit grandparents at their house and oh what do they have for the kids you know they've got more lollipops I mean their candy can come at you out of nowhere okay so you don't have to go looking for it either it's just going to show up so when it's showing up in your life left and right and it's being given to your child your small child this is the time. This is the perfect moment to put, I'm not saying put a stop on it. I'm saying this is the time to manage it. When your child is young, when they have no other um, point of reference, 
when they don't know any other way to live. Back to what my husband said that I thought was oh so cruel. He said, don't give her that stuff. Don't give her that candy. Don't give her whatever it was. His, I don't know, sugary baked goods. Okay, it's all, it's all sugar, right? And I thought, that's, that's so mean. She's a little kid. Why would I restrict her on a little treat? It's not going to hurt her. It's tiny. It's not even giving her a giant cake to eat by herself. And I just really thought it was mean. Just, that was it. I just thought it was mean and unfounded. And I just kind of looked at him like, what? I guess it would help to let you in on how we were living back then and what we're still doing now. My husband and I, we would only eat junk food, sugary stuff, fast food, all of those things that are unhealthy for you. Um, we would only eat it on the weekend. So Monday through Friday, we cooked everything. We ate homemade meals. And like I said, we saved all of that other stuff that's considered junk food and unhealthy for your body to eat and drink. We saved it for the weekend. And that is how we were living our lives. Really, we were just saving it for Saturday. And, you know, Sunday and the rest of the days, it was all homemade stuff as much as possible. I'm not saying they were absolutely perfect, but that is how we lived. And he wanted me to wait until the weekend, until Saturday, to give our daughter whatever tiny little treat, um, just the same way that we would do. We would just wait till Saturday. And like I already told you, I thought, that's so mean. She's a little kid. It's not going to hurt her. She's not overweight. It just seemed ridiculous to me. And he could tell on the look of my face, by the look of my face that I was not in agreement. And so he went on and said, why does she need to eat this now? And you know what? I thought about it and I very quickly realized that he was right. We were establishing a lifestyle. He and I had our lifestyle of eat healthy most of the time and save the junk food for one day a week. This is how you manage your weight. This is how you uh, make yourself as healthy as possible. And it's an excellent way to be. It's a good discipline to practice because like I already mentioned, candy and sugar will find its way to you. You don't have to go searching for it. Everybody will bring it to the break room. Everybody will bring it to your house. Everybody will bring it over for your baby shower, your birthday, your quinceanera, your whatever. It's Tuesday. Here are some donuts, everybody. And so you, we were already committed to saving all of that stuff for one day a week. And I thought, yeah, our daughter should live the way we are living because I believe it's the best way to live. And if I do believe it's the best way to live, why would I teach my daughter otherwise? Why would I teach her differently? So from then on, I said, yep, this is what we're doing. This is what our family does. Our family eats unhealthy food on Saturdays. And that is how we are going to raise our daughter. We still do this. 
And fast forward years down the road, when I was speaking to this wonderful lady at work who is telling me what great concern she has for her unhealthy daughter and how difficult it is to change her daughter's eating habits, how difficult it is to get her daughter to exercise, how difficult it is to get her daughter to see herself the way her mother sees her. I mean, that just breaks my heart all over again saying it. I don't want you and your daughter or your son to find themselves with extremely low self-esteem. I don't, and okay, uh, to keep myself from crying here, let me point out a few things. Going back to what the Mayo Clinic was saying, like I said, you can go check it out for yourself if you don't believe me. They said that there are social and emotional problems because of physical obesity. And it named three big ones, low self-esteem. So what I want you to know is that I'm not making this up. This is not just my personal observation, which I think we all have in our own lives. You, you mommy, I bet that you have at some point in your life had low self-esteem because of your weight. Whether it was true, whether it was unfounded, whether you were extremely hard on yourself or whether you were right on the money, low self-esteem. I guarantee you there's not a woman in the United States that has not experienced low self-esteem for some point in their life, whether it was a long period, whether it was a brief period in her life, experiencing low self-esteem related to weight. Underweight, overweight, just related to weight. So physical obesity leads to social and emotional problems with low self-esteem. And obese children have a higher anxiety rate and poor social skills than their peers who are not obese. Children who are obese become are more likely to become withdrawn socially, disruptive, or act out. They are also more likely, because of the low self-esteem, much more likely to develop depression. We are talking depression in children. Let me bring this up again. We are still and only on the topic of our babies, our children not adults, dealing with depression. You know how tough depression is. I guarantee you or someone you know and love, someone you're close to, has gone through depression. Now, depression in children, that breaks my heart. It gives them a sense, and this is back going to what I found from the Mayo Clinic. This is not just my personal opinion. Feelings of hopelessness. If that doesn't break your heart, oh my gosh, like, no, do I want this for your children, for your teens, for your school-age kids? No. Do I want it for mine? No. I don't want this for anybody. This whole podcast, every single one, is dedicated for hope. We have to stop judging ourselves on our looks purely because obviously that does not lead to happiness. Anyway, 
keep your mind and heart and soul and body healthy. Let's go back to some other things, uh, pointing out to what I found. If you recall the description I gave for childhood obesity, it said that it is a serious medical condition. Serious. It didn't say it is a medical condition that affects some kids, that affects a few kids. It says it is, it is a serious medical condition. Also, I want it to be clear uh, that you might need to talk to your doctor, your child's pediatrician, um, about their weight if you are concerned. Because one of the keys here is uh, their weight related to their age and height. Now, I'm a super short person, and I always have been short. Um, most of my friends were average height, and a lot of my friends were very tall. And to this day, I, I always have a tall friend, and I always have a, one friend that's actually shorter than me. Throughout my whole life, it's kind of funny. Anyway, but what is not good is when my friends who are a foot taller than me want to know my weight. Do not, and I say, no, I don't want to tell you my weight because you're going to compare yourself to me and we are not comparing apples to apples if you're going to compare someone that's really tall to someone that's really short. So do not do this with your children. Do not compare your children to their siblings and don't compare them to their peers, especially if the person you're comparing them to is a lot shorter than them or is a lot taller than them because you're now comparing apples to oranges. And as we all know, both apples and oranges are very good. So talk to your doctor uh, or your child's pediatrician if you are concerned about their weight. Okay, they can help you uh, guide it and to actually see if there is an obesity issue. Children go through different stages in life, and so they might be carrying a little bit more weight than they used to, and this is perfectly normal. So if you are in doubt or if you want to be sure, please consult your child's pediatrician, okay? Just because they have a little extra pounds or a little what people call chunky or chubby, that can be perfectly normal, and there is no, uh, no health issue here. So talk to your child's pediatrician about it. Now, what are the goals that we want to work towards? Like I said in the very beginning, this is scratching the surface. We will talk about different things, uh, different factors um, that play into children's health and our own health, your health as a busy working mom too. Uh, so what are we going to work towards? These are big, broad, general goals. Well, one, we're going to work towards consistent exercise, okay? Um, that is something that you want to work towards. So what does that mean? Does it mean six times a week? No. Five times a week? No. I am recommending three times a week. I don't exercise more than three times a week, okay? You can be perfectly healthy exercising three times a week, okay? It is a myth that you have to work out for an hour in the gym every single day. Don't do it. Or You can if you want. Power to you. But I'm saying a lot of us, especially busy working moms, cannot dedicate an hour or more to exercise every single day or six days a week. It's just not, there's no place for it in our busy, uh, in our busy lives. So uh, number two, consistent, healthy eating, okay? That is what you want to work towards. 
all of these work towards it as a family. I was going to recommend approach all of this as a family. And yes, the mayoclinic.org also recommended this. So when I saw that on their website, I was like, oh, good. My recommendation is in line. It needs, it's where it needs to be. So consistent, healthy eating. So involve everyone in the family to help with the meal prep, to help decide what you're going to eat, to help choose the ingredients. Involve your children in this process, in making the lunch, in making the dinner, in choosing the ingredients, in helping make the grocery list. This is going to lead to consistent, healthy eating. Now, I know you are not expected to do this overnight. Baby steps. Start where you are, go from there, and just keep going. This is long-term goals, okay? Um, try to avoid eating because you're bored. How many of us do this? All of us do this. We find ourselves in front of the refrigerator. How did I get here? I don't remember. Now I'm standing in front of the refrigerator, and the doors are open, and I am just looking. Eating because we're bored. Eating should not be an activity. And if we're actually eating when we're not hungry, I'm like, okay, that's going into gluttony, right? We are all guilty of this, every single one of us. So try to be a little bit more cognizant of that. I mean, it's no coincidence that it's one, it's one of the deadly sins, gluttony. We're eating because we're, we're not even hungry and we're eating. This puts you on the road, just off the bat, this will put you on the road to being unhealthy because of overeating and everything that comes with that, physical health problems. That alone uh, should be enough to deter us from eating just because we're looking for an activity, just because we want something to do. There's so much more that goes into that, but we're not worried about that right now. We're just trying to be more cognizant of avoid eating because you want something to do. Uh, Number four, limit your junk food to the weekend. You already heard me talk about this. So if you can do this to only have a one-day junk food day, you know, pick Saturday or Sunday, whatever you want. That is the goal. I realize it might be too difficult starting out. So just shoot for the weekend. And don't try to start this on Friday night after work, okay? That is not um, the ideal goal because now you're eating, if you're eating for the weekend and you start on Friday, you are now eating unhealthy food three out of seven days. Okay, that's nearly half. So that's, it's not uh, going to do you any good. Well, that's not exactly true. If you are eating junk food every day, this will do you good. So aim for that, okay? If that is you and you think this is gonna be a huge, huge struggle and sacrifice, number one, pray. Ask the Lord for strength because you want to be healthy. You want to model good health for your kids and you want your family on board and you're going to lead the way because you are stronger than you think, mommy. So shoot for that, okay? Just shoot for work is over. Let the weekend begin. It's Friday. Go for it. And in time, in time, you will get rid of that Friday evening, okay, of starting the junk food weekend. And you'll start it Saturday morning. And you'll enjoy all day Saturday and Sunday. Okay. And then go down to one day and pick Saturday or Sunday. And it doesn't have to be the weekend. I just think that that's 
uh, when you're likely to have more going out time to restaurants, to meetups with friends, to uh, more more than likely that's when the birthday parties are going to happen. I know right now we're all in quarantine, but let's just pretend uh, we're back to normal. So, and the thing about consistent exercise, uh, what's unfortunate about this is not everyone has a safe place to exercise. Um, your neighborhood may not be safe. It may not be safe to go for a walk when it's not so hot outside and the sun is actually going down. Um, or you may not have access to parks. Okay, there's so much you can find online. There's a lot you can do uh, on the internet. Okay, so I encourage you just do what you can. Just get moving. You, you are shooting for consistent exercise. Okay, you're not shooting for being the barbell lifting champion of the world. You are just shooting for exercising consistently three times a week. Okay, like I said, all of this is an overview to getting started. So those are the long-term goals you're working towards. Consistent exercise three times a week. Consistent healthy eating. So you're going to involve everybody, especially your children, in deciding what your family is going to eat, what they're going to buy from the grocery store, how they're going to make the food, involve them, setting the table, everything. Uh, let them mix and sprinkle spices, whatever they can do, whatever is age appropriate and whatever is safe. You know, don't give the toddler a knife, okay? So do what is appropriate. Do not eat because you're bored and try to push that junk food consumption to the weekend. Restaurant food counts as junk food. Push it because uh, most of it is not as healthy as you think. So try to push it all for the weekend. Now, here are three things you can do today and start getting better health and become stronger. These three things are going to get you on the road and you can do it today. So let's see. Number one, put the phones in all electronics, TV, tablet, um, whatever else. I think the phone kind of has everything in there. So, but TVs included, all of that stuff, put them all down at a designated time. Okay. You decide on the time. What works for your family? Is it starting at 6 p.m.? Are we going to do this every day? Are we going to do this just twice a week? Tuesdays and Thursdays, no electronics. All right? So you decide. What do you want that to look like? And I encourage you to do this at least two times, at the very, very, very least, two times a week, okay? It doesn't have to be a whole day. You pick the time frame, okay? This is real loosey-goosey. If you're just starting, you can do whatever you want, but get rid of all electronics. What is this going to do? Well, this is going to force you to do something else. And ideally, we want you moving. So you decide what that looks like. And even if you don't move, what if you decide to play a board game or hang out with your family? Like, this is geared to get you together, family time, not separated on your own separate electronics at the same table, okay? This is going to spark discussion, and it doesn't have to be about food and being healthy. No, this is just family bonding, family unity. We are a family. Uh, it doesn't matter if you are a family of one, two, or 15. We are a family, and we are here for each other, and we love and support one another. This bond will help you so much 
down the road when it's like, all right, we all got to get healthy. We're all going to exercise and we're all going to eat better. (laughs) So this is the prep work and you can do this today. Put the electronics aside for a designated time. You decide what that's going to look like. You decide if it's daily or if it's just certain days of the week. And you pick, is it going to be for, and don't just pick one hour. Please pick a, lo- a bigger window, a bigger time frame, okay? So that's number one. Get rid of the electronics for a designated time. And do something together. Or maybe not even, even, if you cannot get together separately, but no one's on the electronics. That's the important thing. Number two, speak in terms of healthy and not healthy. Do not say fat. Do not call your children fat. Do not call yourself fat. This is such a loaded word, and we are not going into it in this episode. So please, just for now, do not use those words. Stick to this is healthy. This is going to make us stronger. This is going to, you know, just healthy and strong. Stick to healthy and strong, okay? This food is going to make us stronger. This food is going to make us healthier. And you know what? This food, this food is not healthy. This food is not going to make us stronger. It's actually going to make our body weaker. These are terms that kids understand. You can't talk extreme science. Adults don't even want to hear extreme science talk, okay? So stick to healthy, not healthy, strong, not strong, okay? Keep it simple. And number three... Start adding healthy food to what you're already eating. If you're like, oh my gosh, there's no way we eat pizza three times a a week, just like that girl in your story, uh, there's just no way I can completely change what we're eating. And that's not what I'm asking you to do. I am telling you to baby step all of these recommendations. Start adding healthy food to what you are already eating. That's what you can do today. That's what you can do at the next meal. That's what you can do at breakfast tomorrow. You do not have to get rid of anything. This does not have to be torturous and painful. And I say, yeah, enjoy your weekend with whatever you want to eat, your unhealthy food. That doesn't mean you're not enjoying your healthy food during the week. Okay. Food is food and it's made for your goodness, for your strength and your health. So start adding it. Okay. That you can do. Just start adding healthy food to what you're already eating. Okay. So I'm confident you can do that. I'm confident you can do that. Oh, and here's a bonus for you before, before we uh, wrap it up. Fist size portions. We all know the portions are astronomically huge and ridiculous at restaurants. Um, And we get used to serving ourselves like that because we see it. So subconsciously, you've been trained to pour on the portion size. So fist size portions, okay? So do it for yourself. Show your kids how to do it. You want to give your kids a a little bit more of the healthier options? Do it. If they ask for seconds of the healthier foods, give it to them, okay? Don't be too concerned about how, how much, how much, okay? No one is starving here, not at all. We're just trying to avoid overeating the unhealthy food. All right, busy mom, I hope you have enjoyed this. I hope you get 
everything that I intended to give you. Uh, so if you found this beneficial, if this uh, is really opening your eyes or helping you out or just solidifying in what you are already doing, I know you're busting your butt. Like I, I already said this. I know you're already kicking booty to be the best for your family and to really show them the best way to live in all aspects of life. So you have my love and support. If this resonated with you, if you liked it, if you found it helpful, please like, subscribe, follow the podcast. Uh, that way you get notified about our latest episode releases. And yeah, so I love you all very much. And I wish the absolute best for you and your children. And I will talk to you later. I gotta run, get back to my own little family here. So God be with you. Love you. Okay, busy mom. That was today's talk. I've gotta run. But before I go, I wanna tell you, you are loved by your friends, family, me, and most importantly, by God. Talk to Jesus today. Go to confession. Get that burden lifted out of your heart. Let Jesus fill it because he is the giver of life. Receive him in holy communion because he is your true strength in this world. Put hope into your daily life. And remember, you were made to be strong.